This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In-depth conversations, matchup breakdown, everything a Steelers fan could want. This is Fourth Down in the Steel City with Chris Mack and Josh Taylor. And welcome back in. Hopefully you've already clicked subscribe or follow or whatever you have to do. The, The little notification bell on YouTube if you're watching the show to make sure you get new episodes of Fourth Down in the Steel City version 2.0 as soon as they are ready for you. We prefer you do it in your Odyssey app, but wherever you get your podcast, by all means, go ahead and get it. He's Josh Taylor. I'm Chris Mack. We, you know, we we like the kind that jingles, but we prefer the kind that folds, to paraphrase Coming to America. You didn't think I'd bring Coming to America in the first episode, did you? I'm so proud. That was wonderful. Mr. Randy Watson. Anyway. (laughs) That boy good. (laughs) <laughs> he good terrible. he good he good uh we're gonna okay we're gonna <clears throat> sorry let's bring in the guy who tries to keep us on the rails when we go off the rails like this our producer greg <laughs> finley craig it's time to play is this a thing so i'm gonna i'm gonna let you lead off because this is you and josh on the sunday morning grind for years on 93 7 the fan would play is this a thing so uh, i'll let you i'll let you two gentlemen go first because i got one but i want to make sure it's up to the standards all right, let's do it. Okay, so for mine, uh, Louis Riddick said on ESPN last week that George Pickens is going to have a Pro Bowl-type season. So mm. my is this a thing is very simple to that statement. Will George Pickens have a Pro Bowl-type season? Chris, you go first because I got okay. to collect my thoughts on this. One. I, I, I think so. I mean, it's not asking too much. I mean, you've, you've seen the connection between him and Kenny Pickett. I mean, Kenny Pickett has shown he's got, if nothing else, an ability to develop chemistry with wide receivers, with elite wide receivers. Addison at Pitt, right? I mean, Allen Robinson walks in after being acquired from the Rams, walks into training camp, and immediately you start to hear about he and Kenny Pickett uh, developing this chemistry. He's obviously got it with George Pickens. You don't need to put the ball in a perfect spot for George Pickens to turn it into a catch. And more often than not, a highlight reel catch. Anything in the zip code, his catch radius is almost infinite. So, yeah, I think we definitely get a Pro Bowl-like season from George Pickens. He'll be there wherever they're playing the Pro Bowl this year. I don't know if it's in Vegas or Orlando or Hawaii or whatever, if he's even going to go. Do you guys even go to the Pro Bowl anymore? It doesn't matter. He'll get named to the team. Absolutely. It's a thing. It would be great if he got named and didn't have to go because he mm. might have other plans. That would be the ideal. That's always the yes. ideal these days. I want this. I, I want this to be a thing. I want this so badly. And not just because he went to Georgia. <laughs> Craig knows why. I, I want this to be a thing because if George Pickens is a pro bowler, 
That means one of three things. One, that means Kenny Pickett was healthy the entire season, which is definitely what you want if this offense is going to do anything. Two, that means George Pickens was healthy, or if not most of the season, the entire season. And three, it means the offense got to the point where they're able to pretty much dictate. Do we need to throw the ball? Fine, we'll throw the ball. Do we need to run the ball? Fine, we'll run the ball. But it shows me that this offense will have become a fully operational battle station, so to speak. So if those if those things happen, then yes, I think it's a thing. So, And I think they're capable of happening. It just comes down to them being healthy. And if that's the only thing holding them back, then yes. I think this is a thing. Yeah. I think, I think my only concern is, you know, Pickens is such a deep threat for this team. They're going to double him. You know, they're going to, yeah. they're going to put bodies on him. He has had trouble creating separation, but he can go up and get the ball anytime he wants to, but it gets to the point of, will Kenny feed him the ball when he's doubled or, you know, that's my only concern. Yeah, that's fair. I, I think yeah. we've seen though, that, like I said, Kenny's willing to put the ball just somewhere in the zip code and let George go get it and come down with it. I right. need to see a combination of what happened during the second half of last season, maybe that last four or five games, mm-hmm. and a combination of what we've seen already in the preseason. I need George Pickens to – I need to see George Pickens make plays down the field, down the sideline, of course, but if he can make a play or two inside the numbers, if he can make a play or two between the hashes, if he can catch a touchdown or two like he did to seal that game against the Raiders, like he did against Cleveland, make some plays like he did against Miami – you see that happen, and now you see your guy. You see a guy who's making plays all over the field, where it's almost to the point where he's so good you can't ignore him. He, he's he becomes Cody Rhodes. He goes from undesirable to undeniable at that point, <laughs> and that's what happens. But that but that's the capability that he has. We saw it in the preseason. He took one small like we took one small. I think it was a post route, made one huge move and turned it into a big touchdown. Yeah. He, he, he's he's showing he can not only make plays down the field, but he's showing he can make plays in space. He's showing he can make plays in the red zone. I want to see that full capability. I don't want to just see him develop as a deep threat. I want to see him be the guy that can beat you a bunch of different ways. Yeah, that's that's a that. That, that's a really important point. I think that Tampa touchdown in the first game is a good good example of you don't have to game plan it big for it to end up being big. And that's give what it to him and let him do it. Really, exactly, exactly. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. All right, Josh, it's, you get to go next. What's your, what's your, is this a thing? I'm probably going with a really huge one here. And, and it's... I've heard so many different like analysts and talk show hosts and radio guys talk about, well, you know, don't sleep on the Steelers. The Steelers are a surprise team, but I've only heard one or two talk about the Steelers opportunity and possible, you know, likelihood of winning the AFC North. I'm bringing it right back to this because we talked about it just in the previous segment. The Steelers being a legit threat to win the AFC North. And this is with the return of Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. This is with the reloading in Baltimore because they're committed to Lamar Jackson, however long it took them to get there, but they are. And and this is with Cleveland, whom everybody keeps saying is back. Like, is Cleveland the new Texas of the NFL, first of all? Like, are they the new Longhorns? Because everybody keeps saying they're back and then they prove that they're not. (laughs) And both teams were orange, so it is kind of weird, but that's not the is this effect. The Steelers being a legitimate threat to win the AFC North. Is this a thing? I 
I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet because as long as Joe Burrow is somewhat healthy, and I don't believe that calf thing is an issue yet. Maybe I'll no. be wrong. Maybe, you know, it'll go a couple weeks and it'll flare up and it'll become an issue. But as long as it's not an issue, I think the Bengals are just too damn good. The Bengals are a 12 or 13 win team. And I don't think you're right. The jury is out on the Ravens. I want to see how Todd Munkin uses Lamar. Does he look yes. more like Louisville Lamar right now that he's got weapons to throw to aside from Mark Andrews to check down to constantly. And I don't believe in Deshaun Watson until I see it. I'm sorry. Until I there. see Deshaun Watson of the Texans show up again, uh, the Browns is still the Browns to quote Juju. <laughs> um, so, I mean, is it, is it a poss- is it more of a possibility now than it was a month ago? Yes, but I'm still not here to say that the Steelers winning the AFC North is a thing quite yet. I'm probably a homer for saying this, but I do think that they can win the AFC North. But I said this at the beginning of the preseason and the beginning of training camp. I think they revamped their defense and made it even better by the moves that they made, bringing in a Patrick Peterson. And now they've brought in a Desmond King. They've made their secondary even better. Mm-hmm. And they helped their offensive line out a ton, bringing Sayamalu in, drafting Broderick Jones. They're going to be able to run the football more effectively. I think that this schedule is so favorable for the Steelers. I have them going 12-5 and five in the regular season, 4-2 and two in the division. I think that's enough to win the AFC North, and it's probably going to come down to the final couple of weeks where you're going to have to face off against Baltimore and Cincinnati, and it'll come down to that. Greg, I have the exact same numbers you do. I have them 12-5, and and I have them 4-2 in the division. Therefore, I think this is a thing. And, And But it's not for those reasons. It's not for those reasons. Let's go back to last season. Let's talk about this. Because they beat Cincinnati on the road in week one. And they, that game went to overtime. Yeah. And things kind of got crazy in the fourth quarter. But only because the defense had played so wild and so nuts for those first three quarters. The Cincinnati kept coming back because the Steelers mm-hmm. offense couldn't finish them off. Because they couldn't run the ball back then. They weren't running the ball like they were in the second half of the season in week one. If they're right. doing that in week one, they close that game out by the third quarter. And it doesn't go to overtime. And it's not even close in the fourth quarter where Jamar Chase has to get another opportunity aided by a terrible penalty on Micah Fitzpatrick for that to even happen. Also, the second meeting at Heinz, at Hinesfield, Acrisure Stadium. Man, no, it's I'm still Heinz. It's cool. 40s brain. Um, that second <laughs> meeting at Acrisure Stadium. This is where I remind people. TJ Watt forced a turnover, and the offense had the ball on the plus side of the field with the chance to take the lead in that game. They went three and out and never really got anything from it and never got a touchdown out of it. You put this offense in that position last season, that goes differently and they probably have a chance to score and have a better shot at winning that game because that offense just was, it was not what we thought it could be what we saw this season. It just was not there yet. The offense was not what we thought it could be week one. And remember Mitch Trubisky was the starter in week one and not Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. So in a, in a different alter alternate MCU timeline, Perhaps the Steelers sweep the Bengals last season, and, and let and let, we're gonna lean, we're just gonna lean on history and numbers right now. Lamar Jackson and the Steelers, it ain't in the bag, but statistically speaking, it's pretty close because no one beats and tortures Lamar Jackson, nope, like the Steelers do. So if you want to tell me that their opportunity to win the division is there, if you're talking about just going head to head with the teams in the division. With what they did during the offseason, I can't sit here and praise everything Omar Khan did in the offseason in that first in that second segment, Chris. 
Yeah. And say they can't compete with the teams in the division now because that's exactly what they were doing to be able to compete with the teams in the division. And oh, by the way, they were competing with the teams in the division last year because they split they split with Cincinnati. Yeah. They split with Cleveland. And I think they did they sweep Baltimore or did they split with Baltimore? They split with Baltimore. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they split last year in the division. All you gotta change is one game. Mm. All you gotta change is one game to be four and two in the division. And I can give you examples how each of those games could have changed. If Mitchell Trubisky doesn't throw a bunch of picks against Baltimore at Acrisure Stadium, they probably go forward to in division. If they knew how to stop the run game in that Thursday night game in Cleveland where the schedule was already betraying them after they got beat up by New England, they probably win that one. And if the offense converts after a turnover on the plus side of the field and gets six points, maybe they sweep Cincinnati. That's how close it was for them going forward to in the division. I think it's a thing. I'm digging the optimism, but my jury is still out. It's still out. I'm gonna bring. I, I get it though. I totally get it. You got to yeah. see it first. That's fine. Ex- I totally ex- understand. Exactly. I'm the same All way right. with. I'm the same way with this Cleveland resurgence that everybody says. Oh, is every, I, yeah. No. I bet. No. That's that's just that's 40 years of experience there yes, that I ain't exactly. believing it's a thing until it's a thing. Last Unless Eric Metcalf is on the field, then I'm then I'm just. Oh well, yeah. Then all bets are off. Um, <laughs> you guys both talked offense a lot and. Greg brought up George Pickens. I'm going to talk defense. And we one of these guys that I wouldn't say he's flown under the radar. One of these rookies that I feel like is going to have a huge impact. PFF just called him the best run-stopping rookie defensive tackle in the preseason. Keanu Benton. He is a mauler. He is a he is the ring general. He will go in there and absolutely just just he will grab you, he will throw you to the ground, and then he will eat your lunch. In this case, the lunch being your quarterback uh, or whoever has the ball in the backfield. So is this a thing? Keanu Benton is the next Casey Hampton. Oh, I wouldn't call him the next Casey Hampton because I'm hesitant to call any human being mm-hmm. the next Casey Hampton because they don't build human beings like Casey Hampton. They just don't. Like you're not that big and that heavy and that agile. And that quick off the line. Like he was just, he was a freak. You don't, and everyone's like, oh, they got to find the next Casey Hampton. I'm sitting there going, physically, you may not find him because he was just one of a kind. But I understand what you're saying in terms of the job that he can do and being the next good run stopper on this team. And I I, I was talking to somebody about the 53 man and how Brain Fahoko got left off of it. Yeah. And my reasoning for that is I think they really like Keanu Benton. I think they like what he brings. And this is not just one of those hunch things. Let's go back to the Tampa Bay preseason game. They had that fourth down opportunity. Tampa Bay says they're going to go for it. And between Keanu Benton and Isaiah Loudermilk, they blew that thing way up, and it never had a chance. They blew that play up, and it was a fourth and one, and they got in gaps and made plays and forced that stop. And I think a lot of people were going, was was that Keanu Benton that just made that play? I'm sitting next to Chris Hoke watching that game. And we both looked at Benton blowing up that play and Loudermilk blowing up that play. And they're going, we're going, oh, okay, this is this is what we're going to see here? Okay, fine. And I told Chris Hoke after, after this game was over, I said, the last time we saw this defensive line that deep, you were still playing on it. Yeah. And he didn't disagree with me. And Keanu Benton has a lot to do with that. So if we're seeing what he's capable of is just as far as stopping the run in short yardage, then yeah, I, I think I, it's a thing. Yeah, I, Greg, I mean, Casey Hampton might be a little before your time, but oh, I know him. <laughs> this is this is the, exactly what they haven't had in a long time is somebody to eat up things in the interior so that those 
inside linebackers do have a chance to make plays. Got to have that guy. What I'm excited about is how much, you know, it's come to the point of, well, the Steelers can't stop the run. The Steelers can't stop the run. You have a guy like this who came from the Big Ten from Wisconsin that all they do in the Big Ten is just ground and pound the football. And so he knows how to stop the run, and he has shown that he knows how to stop the run. That and, and makes me excited. And, Greg, Mike Tomlin's already said it. What Wisconsin does on defense mirrors what the Steelers do. That's why they didn't mind bringing in Benton. That's why they didn't mind bringing in Loudermilk or 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 Nick Herbick for that matter. Yep. They're like, these guys do what we need them to do. So that's why they wanted them here. Well, you talked about, Josh, about division games that they almost could have won. I look back at the New England game. If they could have stopped the run in that final drive where they milked the mm-hmm. clock for over four and a half minutes, if you would have just been able to stop the run, they probably beat New England. If they would have been able to stop the run, they could have beaten Cleveland on that Thursday night game because Nick Chubb ran all over them. So Absolutely. I love – I love this idea that he could be the next Casey Hampton. I don't think he will be as good as Casey Hampton, but he's going to help the run defense so much. Yeah, I think he's this somewhere is, on the scale, and it's still a win. Yeah, yeah like, it, 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 he's it, close just, to just it. Be a reasonable facsimile. Be yeah. that like like when I tried to to fake my report card in eighth grade, and I made a a copy, a, a musty dusty copy of my real report card at the copy machine at the gas station down the street. Oh, and, and then I tried to like cut it up and tape it together and run another copy through. And I had to make sure I had enough nickels because it was five cents for each copy. And then I took it home and I tried to explain to my mom while it was black and white instead of in color on like the dot matrix printer paper that they would give us. I, I just need him to be that of Casey Hampton. The twice through the copy machine for a nickel a copy version of Casey Hampton. And it will be better. It's why I think it is a thing because you keep those interior linemen off of Elandon Roberts, off of Cole Holcomb, off of Quan Alexander and Mark Robinson. Give those guys a chance to make plays and shoot gaps. Then all of a sudden, one, two, three-yard carries start turning into minus one, minus two, minus three-yard carries. And you're right, Greg. That's how you shut down a drive against an inferior offense like New England's, and you don't end up losing a game that you should win. I'm over here saluting this the 90s chicanery. That- <laughs> That oh man, that was a masterclass I, on how we did dirt in the nineties. I, I couldn't. I'm, I'm envious. I, I couldn't let my mom know how many days of school I skipped. I had to oh, cover man. up the attendance, the, the the days absent part on the bottom of the report card. And it. it Wait, did so did she well. buy it? No, hell no, she didn't buy it, Greg. <laughs> of course not. There are Gen Zers listening to this podcast going, copy machines. You did it with a copy machine? <laughs> not just Kids. a copy machine. Not, not just a copy machine. The one down the street at the gas station. You didn't even like, try the library? Come on, man. At least the one the library is free. Jeez, Chris. I mean, kids, was, kids, the 90s were a crazy time. That's all I'm going to tell you. It's crazy. The 90s it's were crazy. crazy. It was it was OJ and Limp Biscuit and all kinds of mess. So I'll, I'll offer you a facsimile that's not as good as Casey Hampton, but even if it's if it's if it's this, it's still a win. Be a reasonable facsimile of Javon Hargrave. Yeah. Great call. Maybe slightly better because he's built a little bit differently than Hargrave. You can mm-hmm. be that guy. It, even if you're not Casey Hampton, be a better version of Javon Hargrave. Happy. I'll take it. All right. We have got you covered, Greg. Thank you for captaining. Is this a thing? And, and doing your best to keep us on schedule <laughs> here in the first episode of fourth down in the steel city 2.0. We are up and running for the 2023 season. And this is going to be by all accounts, a fascinating season from week one against the Niners all the way down through what we believe is a possible playoff appearance. We'll be with you every single step of the way. Daily opinions, news, insight, 
updates, analysis. It's all with us. He's Josh Taylor. I'm Chris Mack. Thanks to all of you again. Don't forget to subscribe or follow or favorite the podcast wherever you get it, even right here on YouTube. If you're watching the show on the 93.7 The Fan channel, subscribe. You'll get notifications as soon as new episodes are ready, and they will be ready often because we want to keep you plugged in every single day right here on 4th Down in the Steel City.